Yeah. Which store did you go to? So I went to the South Park store. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you went to the new one, right? Was it Brookdale Village? Yeah. Yeah, it's just on a corner. It was a little underwhelming. How many people were there? Like, were there bullards up for, like, the line control or anything like that? No. There was, it was me. And as far as picking up, I had the first one of the day. And then it was me and one other person picking up at 8 a.m. And then there was one other person that was, that wanted to go in and try it. Wow. Really? Three people. That's wild. And then the one person that was there beside me brought a couple people with him. Mm -hmm. Family, I guess. Yeah. And that was it. It was the opposite of, like, I don't know. Yeah. iPhone launch day, let's say, right? right. Brand so new platform. <laughs> my initial view of it was, wow, maybe not a lot of people want this or it's just too expensive and they want to wait and see what it is. So at that mm-hmm. point, I kind of just hung out at the store a little bit, looked around. And when I went in the store, of course, we walked in right away. People were clapping, but there was only two <laughs> or three of us walking in. Right. And so um went to the right, met with the person that she knew I was coming. She saw my name on the list, which was mm-hmm. kind of cool. And she really wanted me to try the demo in the store, but I kind of wanted to get back. But it took a time for them to assemble what I'd ordered. Okay. And so it probably was worth my time to do the demo because it was going to take time anyway. So I had time to talk to her for a little while, walk around the store and look at the accessories, like the case they had. They had the Vision Pro sitting on stands. I went over there, looked at them, and then probably after 10 or 15 minutes, they brought out the the box. Okay. And so the and the person that actually brought the box out said, sorry, it took a while. It's the first time I've done this. <laughs> so Right. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> and so that was kind of an odd experience, just that someone was, you know, trying to figure it out too. So that's good. And they just assembled everything and I could tell they had just put the stickers on the box. Oh. Like you could tell they put them on there and folded because they weren't perfect. So what so, kind of stickers were on the box? Uh just the normal pull tabs. That you oh, pull okay. Off. I was gonna ask about that. Since they assemble it, what yeah. is like the unboxing? There's no like you yeah, still you have go, some pull tab. Yeah, if you go back and the video I did on it, if you go yeah. back, there's actually a pull tab that's as long as half the box or so. You just yeah. pull it off like any other Apple. But it wasn't product. super straight because it was in the store, not in the factory. Right, you could tell someone put that on. Yeah, yeah. And it was on each side. And when I started to pull it apart, it sort of ripped it parts because it wasn't perfect. And yeah. so they definitely assembled it in the box. Then that you still get that experience of unboxing it, but they assembled it for you with whatever uh, light shield and and whatever size you're using so i think mine's 21 wide right i believe that's mine as well and it seems like that's a really popular one so much so i heard like one store um they had enough like apple vision pros to demo but they didn't have enough lice seals in that one 21 w size so they people were waiting in line for the seal and not so much for the vision pro to be available and mine's medium which surprised me because i figured Mm. it'd be larger yeah it's a medium 21 wide and it's comfortable, except for after a while. We'll talk about that in a minute. But right. the the overall experience was great. People were excited, and in some in some aspects, knew who I was. So they were yeah. saying, "I can't wait for the video," <laughs> which was, you know, I'm not sure everybody gets that, but yeah, it's kind of how it works when I go to an Apple store. You That's know, awesome. So a couple people recognize me, and it's just because I've gone there for years too. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been recognized at Apple Store. I had gone with friends, and they're like, "Hey, you know, like you know, he writes for Mac Rumors or something," and they're like, "Oh, okay," and like, <laughs> but yeah, they can kind of continue on. There might be a couple here and there. It's it's not that many. It's yeah. just just at Apple. So so they have uh, the Apple Vision Pros out, and you can't pick those up and use them, but there's no. kind of display. No, there's like two two on the table you can look at. Yeah, I touched it, but you can't move it. Okay. And then they have the awkward cabinet at the end. Yes. Which I is very unApple like. It's very strange to me. Right. But that Apple cabinet, they could have at least made it high enough or wide enough. I don't I just think it's very weird that they did that. It is weird. So okay, so that's your store experience. I don't know. Yeah, well and on top of that they have mm-hmm. the thing to fit you for Zeiss lenses if you want to get that fitted there. Oh right. You took a picture of that machine or yeah. whatever. Okay. So, so that... they can't necessarily make them there, but they can get the right fitting and prescriptions and things like that going for you. Right. So for your face scan, that is via the phone, but for your prescription scan or something, that's a whole machine. Right. And I'm not exactly sure how that works. They they didn't seem to know either. <laughs> they've never <laughs> used it. mysterious box spits out the prescription. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, if they must have used it by now, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody seemed to know and nobody else was using it. So it was just sitting there. Okay. I was going to talk about my demo experience later, but since you didn't do it, I think I could yeah, kind of give some insight to that or as much as I could. So it was weird to me because I went in 
originally signed up for Monday, but I had to change due to some scheduling to Tuesday. And there were some other people there demoing it, but I went in earlier than my reservation time. And I was like, hey, can I get in early? And like, oh yeah, no big deal. So it didn't seem like there was much of a wait, which was surprising to me for this brand new platform that you can't really experience it until you try it. You can't imagine what it's like till trying it. But they're all super awesome and super helpful there. I mean, normally the Apple Store employees are pretty good, but it seemed like doing the demo, they were extra excited to to do that. So it was nice to see. They had me do the face scan, which it turned out the same as when I was trying the checkout flow, which was a 21W. And so they had me open the Apple Store app for that. And what spits out, they... So I think I scanned a QR code from them, which sent me into not the checkout flow, of course, but the demo experience and for, for the demo fitting. So I get this 21W size after doing the face scan, which I thought took a little bit longer, even with the perfect lighting in the Apple store. But anyways, at the end of that, it has this like giant QR code that then they scan. And then once that happens, they do all the stuff in the back to bring out the headset and the headband, et cetera. But it takes maybe, I don't know, five minutes from that scan point to them bring it out, or at least in my, my time there. Um, so I went through the demo, had you do a bunch of different stuff. So I think it starts off something like in photos, and they kind of go through some photos. And one thing they had me try that I haven't seen Apple like really demo too much officially is using it like a giant iPad in that like you bring it closer to you, and then you just use your whole hand to move the content. And that was really compelling because I hadn't tried that before. And I don't know if you've used that too much or your thoughts on that. A little that bit. I'll, I'll bring the keyboard yeah. close to me okay. so I can just type on it. Yes. But yeah. also, my wife actually figured that one out where okay. she, she brought it closer and she was mm-hmm. just scrolling through things. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that was the really compelling thing with the, the photos is just like you just use your whole hand and just swipe across it like a giant ghost iPad or something. So that was nice. And then um, I did the uh, spatial photos and spatial videos and uh i think one was like maybe like taken from the phone and one from the the vision pro but the 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 birthday party demo experience was like really compelling in that it was just i get that sense of like people saying like you're kind of there a little bit it's not really big right because it's kind of like just a square it doesn't fill your view like 180 degrees but there is something there now it feels like the frame rate could be a little bit higher because it was a little bit jumpy i was disappointed with everyone was saying how amazing it was and it's 1080p and it's very grainy yes yeah it doesn't look super high res where it's oh that's actually a person definitely not like 4k or anything like that but that was compelling and it i kind of had a couple of thoughts like one i should be shooting these spatial videos but then also like i'm not that disappointed that i've been shooting these before because it seems like the ones from the Vision Pro have a much um, much greater depth of field to them or something. Or just like that, there's more pop, to, you know, whatever you want to say, to the 3D depth effect. And I guess that's just because the distance between the cameras on the Vision Pro versus your phone, of course, is more like your eyes. And so you get more of that 3D pop. But they don't look as good supposedly from from what I've heard a lot of uh-huh. people. I haven't done enough of those, honestly. Yeah but they don't look as good as the phone camera because the camera's not as high resolution. From uh, okay. So most people are saying, just take it with your phone versus the vision pro. I need to do more of that. I tried a few with my phone and they turned out. Okay. Yeah. It looked that, but again, it's in a square box. Right. It's not, yeah. You're not there with it. You're, you're looking at it through a box. Yeah. I wonder if the bigger difference would come in with the spatial photos because I've heard that the, the cameras, the, uh, on the, Vision Pro are very tuned for video. And so that really lets you down when it comes to just a photo versus on the phone, the photos are great. You know, that makes sense because yeah. I've tried the the phone with photos and video and it looked better. I... Yeah. So anyways, it's the rest of the demo. They have you open a bunch of different apps. And it's like, okay, yeah, I see I'm kind of looking left, right, and above and everything else. And then something I hadn't done before was the immersive video. And that was really interesting. They have like the alicia keys demo and then they have like a demo reel of a bunch of different ones and i was like this is like okay i kind of see this now like you can't experience this anywhere else right and like even to the point of i don't know there's the new like dobe vision profile 20 that's like the 3d content for dobe vision 
And the only device that's like approved for use of that is the Vision Pro. There's something there which is like you can only experience these types of videos, but there's just no content, right? I mean, as far as I've there's seen, there's three not... incredible videos okay. that Apple has in the TV store. I've watched them all. Yeah. The one that's probably the best to give you a sense of what it can do is called Highwire. Okay. And so it's a series of short films that are immersive. So it's a 180 degree video mm -hmm. and you're there with them. And it looks really good when they're up close, but when you're far away, it looks a little grainy to me. Okay. But when you're up close to the person, this person's on a high wire or basically a slack line going across a canyon in Norway. Mm -hmm. And did you watch that one? I, they had like about like 10 seconds. Of, and so I was like, that was the one I wanted to look more at the most because it's like, that was the most like. I felt transported in the Vision Pro by far is that video. So when you're in there, you're actually, I was wondering how they got the camera shots to begin yeah, with. Yeah, because it's very stable, right? Well, like, is this stable. a drone or something? It, <laughs> it's stable, but it's up close, then it's not up close, and you can't see cameras anywhere. Mm. And some of the shots, plus you can hear her audio. Yeah. So it's just, it's incredible. So they'll actually zoom into her feet on the high wire. And then you'll be looking down through a canyon also. And so you kind of experience like, wow, I'm hundreds or a thousand feet up <laughs> and this person's crazy. <laughs> and then... <laughs> okay. After, after this podcast, I got to try this out. Cause that was like the, the number one thing I wanted to try it more because the Alicia Keys dim was interesting. I felt like I was very much there and they say, what is it like 8k or 12k or whatever. And it's like, I can see the, the details on her water bottle that is next to her, but she looks at you and it's like a really weird feeling. It's like, I felt something inside. Like she looks at you kind of like when the dinosaur looks at you. And you make eye contact. It's like this video on a TV screen would not make me feel that way. But right. in that immersive environment, that 180 degree video, it's somebody looks at you and it, it feels like they're really looking at you. Well, in that dinosaur demo, I don't know if you tried this too, but the first time I tried it, that dinosaur comes through and looks right at you. Mm, and there's something yes. that triggers like a fight, a flight or fight response. Yes. And I stepped back and it stepped toward. <laughs> so that was pretty that was a pretty incredible it's too short i think it is wish, too short yeah. i wish it was a longer video mm -hmm. it's probably a minute or two yes but it was pretty incredible what they've done i just would like to see more of that you can also like move your hand in front of it and it kind of it'll fall your hand the guy oh. helped me with the demo was showing me um so yeah it definitely needs to be longer because it like there's a whole like sequence that happens with other dinosaurs and stuff but i wish you could just pause it and just like i don't want to see like what the limits of this dinosaur's like interaction or perception is it's fascinating and then the other thing with that uh experience was probably the 180 video there's one with a rhino and then there's one i can't remember what the other mm. one was but the yeah. highwire one was by far i i can't wait for them to show more of that it looks like it's going to be a weekly thing almost okay. like it's a season yeah so hopefully this today okay. we'll see more i don't really know interesting that yeah. was probably that and I've watched a couple 3D movies on it as well. So right, and, but do you want they to they showed me one, and so I we haven't gotten to this, but I've actually I tried yours before I did the store demo, and uh, I was watching the a regular 3D movie that was a regular frame rate, and I was like, okay, this is okay. But at the store they have a little clip of was it Pandora two, the high frame rate, and that was better. But it was weird because it made it feel like a video game, even more so than a normal 3D movie, I think, with a high frame rate. So I feel like if you're watching like 2D content and it's high frame rate, it gives it like a soap opera effect. But if you watch 3D content and it's high frame rate, it gives it like a video game effect, I guess. Well, I watched the I watched one Marvel movie from mm -hmm. Disney Plus. So Shang-Chi, okay, Legend yeah. of the Ten Rings. That was actually pretty good hmm. just because it's so action packed. Oh, yeah. And 3D, that was really good to watch. And then I'm trying to remember what else I watched. Something else, but I've watched a couple movies and a TV show on there and all the 3D immersive stuff. And for movies, it's phenomenal. Like yeah. there's there's no better screen in your house. And I think Neelai Patel said that at The Verge. Mm. So there's no better screen in your house. If you're by yourself, that's the way to watch movies. Right. Yeah. I was impressed with the sound too. Like even at the store, like it was, it blocked stuff out fairly well even though it's not inside your ear with the i don't know what they call them audio pods on the straps and we and this is what i've noticed with those is i've used those and had my airpods pro 2 in mm -hmm. and thought the sound was coming from the airpods pro 2 where they weren't connected yet huh. so i went to turn up the volume thinking this is really low yeah and realized <laughs> after that it wasn't connected so yeah. that that was the, the point where i said wow that's pretty incredible that's happened to me twice and i mm -hmm. know that it can happen so it keeps happening to me where i've I can't tell if they're on or if it's the AirPods on. I have to physically pull an AirPod out of my ear and then put mm -hmm. it back in. 
that reminds me when they first launched spatial video and it's like it sounds like the sound is coming from my device but you can't tell like it's it's like that magic of you don't even know that the sound's coming from the airpods because it sounds like it's coming from the speakers on your device right it's the same sort of it's the same sort of thing where you would think with an airpod directly in your ear you would be able to tell the difference it's that good and yeah. some people have said they've been underwhelmed by it but i'm surprised because the 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 spatial audio on it is is pretty incredible especially for something so small oh yeah so with movies that's why i watch when i did use airpods for that because everyone was asleep yeah but it was pretty it was it was pretty incredible just the spatial audio with the 3d 3d movie in a theater a fake theater yeah and or an environment you know where you can place it wherever you want that that's probably my favorite use case so far hmm. it's just to watch movies with it if you're if everyone's asleep or whatever right but as far as the other apps some of those are lacking a little bit there's a there's 600 but i've probably experienced 20 of them i think yeah. at this point <laughs> and the ones included some are great some are it just depends i i've mostly gone into movie apps yeah amazon and things like that yeah so the demo didn't have the disney app which i was disappointed about because i didn't try that one yet because i just want to try the environments and stuff and then it didn't have the IMAX one either, which I wanted to try too, because my understanding is like not only is this the first device that does Dolby Vision, Profile 20, 3D movies or whatever, but it's the first one that does like consumer at home original aspect ratio of IMAX movies. So it's like an IMAX app, I guess. And there's like three movies you can rent right now or something. But it's like the first time you can get the whole view, the normal, the the in-theater IMAX aspect ratio at home. I so haven't tried that, try that I've tried... The Disney Plus environments, which are pretty cool. The, yep. There's one downside to the environments is the movie screen is where it is. You can't move it. Okay. Yeah. So when you're in an environment, if you want to lay it back in a chair, you have you can typically place it up higher and just look straight at it. Mm -hmm. But in those environments, it's straight ahead and you can't change it. Yeah, I was kind of curious about that. Just, I don't know. So you could hold down the crown and it'll right. reset the windows to your field of view, right? But not in the theater. But not in the theater. So if you're laying down, right, just laying on a couch, and you just want to look at the ceiling, you can't. The if theater? you're in an environment, no. If huh. you're out of an, if you're in a, a, in a theater environment, I should yeah. say. Mm -hmm. If you're in one of the normal environments yeah. that's included, yes, you can move oh. it wherever you want. Interesting. But if you're in one of those environments from Disney or the theater itself, mm -hmm. I couldn't get it to work. I have, I had to sit up and look straight at it. Whereas if you're in joshua tree you can grab it and place it right ahead above you or lay back and hold the digital crown it will recenter and it's right there hmm. so you can lay back but it has to be one of those environments and not within a set i guess the okay. avengers tower or tatooine mm -hmm. those are some of the environments and or the the monsters inc scare floor okay yeah i want to try that one out too for that one's really good and then like. there's the disney theater so if you're okay. in any of those or any of apples with the theater itself you can't move oh weird also, like a, one other thing, theater-wise, the Steve Jobs Theater and Keynote, yeah. you mm -hmm. can present from there, which yes. is pretty neat. Yeah, so that was the, maybe what the last part of the demo was, bringing up Keynote, and I definitely wanted to try the Steve Jobs Theater, so I went like right into that. And it's cool, it feels like, you know, I've never been there, I'd love to go there one day, but it's it's unique spatial computing aspect of the Vision Pro for an iWork app, which is my best theory about why is there Keynote? native on the vision pro but there's no pages or numbers i mean microsoft has word and excel and it's, powerpoint it's odd maybe not enough users i'm not sure yeah but... people i posted this and people are speculating like they have some deal with microsoft that let microsoft have the free run of it at first or something like that doesn't make any sense to me i, I don't buy that but the thing that makes sense to me is like what i said like they maybe want to do something interesting spatial for it and for keynote they have the steve jobs theater that that you can present and you can share inside of a facetime and do that but i don't know we'll see like I, I i just can't imagine though like with numbers and pages like how do you make a special spatial computing experience for those i don't know and i i would love to see them make a new keyboard that goes along with it oh interesting just because with those type of apps you want one of those the keyboard inside yeah. when you're using it regularly it's fine for little things mm -hmm. but if you were to use that regularly it's not that great for putting in a password or putting in an email address it's fine mm-hmm but then you have Siri as an input. But without that, to do to do something like that, video editing or or maybe typing along 
paper or something, you you need a keyboard. And someone put out a render this week, I think on on Twitter that had what could be a future Mac keyboard. And I would love to see something that's mm. more specific, that's easier to pair. Not that it's hard to pair. Yeah. If that that's easier, that's just sort of Vision Pro specific if you want to work. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they had like NFC or something. You just like tap the devices together. I don't have to go to settings, Bluetooth, yada yada pairing. Right. So I think anything I think that along with a a mouse or trackpad is great. So using that with a Mac, it just seamlessly works. And when it does, it's great. But then when I don't have it and I'm not using the Mac, it makes it a little tricky. Yeah, I mean that's another weird thing is that you can connect a magic trackpad but not a magic mouse. Like that's gotta be some weird just day one limitation that they're gonna correct. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So it, it works fine. It works just like an iPad. Yeah. If you were to pair an iPad with Mac or whatever, it just automatically works and everything works like you would expect. So that part's great. I've edited three videos in it so far, hmm. and the lag is almost non-existent. It occasionally will sort of creep in and then go away. Hmm. But it's good enough that I can edit frame by frame with a video. Huh, interesting. So that, that's surprising. Just yeah. because you... Even with AirPods in, sometimes it's a little weird on a Mac, but this is good enough that it's mirroring that plus all your inputs that it's, I've edited every one but the first Vision Pro video on it, I think. Huh. So there's, there's. That's wild. Yeah. Cause I want to imagine that it's like doing something like AirPlay, but it feels like it's lower latency than AirPlay. They, they're doing something that we haven't seen before, I think, just because it's, it's incredibly fast. It's it's quick enough to use that you can you could use it all day. It's a little annoying at times mm-hmm. with there a little bit of lag here and there. Sometimes, usually from the input, and I'd imagine having a lot of devices around in your house probably makes a difference. I'm not sure if it's over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or both or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fast enough though that you could definitely edit and work in it regularly through a Mac and also have your Windows. So I had a Safari window up above the this Final Cut window was from the mac and then other windows around twitter and in messages it's fine and they all interact easily with the trackpad when Mm. you just go between them. right that like kind of continuity mode right it's all seamless so that sort of thing is great i wish those apps were native in there then it'd be even faster Mm -hmm. but there's but that's surprising i was very surprised it was as fast as it is interesting so it's definitely usable for that yeah, there's definitely one aspect of the demo that I think that was missing the most was there was no part to the in-store demo of using the Mac virtual display feature. Oh, they definitely should show that. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a big use case that people are thinking about. Well, should I spend all this money on a really fancy monitor or should I just get an Apple Vision Pro that I can They should walk you wherever. up to a MacBook Air and just say tap connect. Yeah, I mean... To be fair, I didn't really ask for that portion of it, so they might have something, but I know it's kind of weird. I asked for the the dual headband. I said, yeah, I could do it, but they never brought one out. And I hear heard later that maybe they only have solo bands for the demo. I'm not sure. Well, maybe we should talk about that. And I've had, I've been using both. So yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm unlike most, I think I like the solo band. Yeah. That's weird. Cause I feel like most people say like the solo band is, this is the promo video shot, the marketing video, right? But this isn't the one that you really should use every day. Well, I used the, the dual band or dual loop and the thing no one's mentioned, and maybe it's just me, is the strap that goes across the top of your head mm-hmm. is too narrow, so it's a lot of pressure. Ah, uh, have you seen the videos where people try the solo band or loop mod? No. So you take two solo bands and make a double a dual band like loop out of that. Okay. So I don't know what's involved with mod. If there's any cutting or anything else or or what, but the guy I saw, I forget his name, but he's a big VR guy. He's like, I spent all day in VR now. He's like, I got rid of my computer monitor. He's like the most over the top about like going all in on it. That'd be much more comfortable. But yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. I could see that if you had the top one, it's way wider, right? Than the, the out of the box dual. But the other one, I, my biggest problem is when you're using it at about an hour and a half to two hours, it starts to really press on your forehead where the light seal is. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. properly. I've tried it many times and it's very comfortable at first. It's just after a while, the headset's heavy enough that it starts to push on your forehead and just below your eyes. Mm-hmm. And over time, that's just too much. And so I've loosened the band. I've tried the, the solo loop. And what I find with the dual loop is it takes the the weight off it, but now down at the bottom part, it rests that on, on your eyes uh, or your forehead, depending on how you're 
face's shape. Yes. It presses more on one part of it than the other, even though it takes some of that weight off. So I find that the, the solo loop with even pressure is more comfortable than the dual loop with one area of pressure. Okay. I'll, I'll have to try the dual loop soon. So um, that's, that's just me and that's my face shape, I guess. But for me, about two hours is enough. I need to take a break where it actually starts to hurt. Okay. Interesting. What about like, and you said you had some issues with uh, different apps with laying down on the sofa. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about if you're laying down on the sofa, does that help a lot? Like, would you be able to spend more time if you're laying down and don't have it hanging off the front of your face so much? I don't think so. Okay. I think I think it's just the weight of it on the 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 bandits or the slight seal itself. Okay. It's just after an hour and a half or two hours, it's it's pretty heavy just pushing on your face with that. The the enough so that the band or the light seal flattens out some. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's cushion. It'll go back, but it right. flattens out enough and it's just too much pressure where if maybe it was far more cushier, mm-hmm. it would look ridiculous, but it, it might work better for me. And there's yeah. some people that have suggested I have the wrong one. It's It fits perfect. It's comfortable for a while. It's just mm-hmm. after a while it gets heavy. And I think I've talked to others that say two hours is their limit and they absolutely love it, but it's two hour limit. Hmm. Or yeah. or MKBHD says about an hour, hour and a half. So same thing I'm finding. You need... It's probably a good idea to take a break at that point anyway. Right, yeah. But it's still a bit much for a while. And then you've got a big ring around your face, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looked really goofy, especially when uh, you're at the store and you're walking around the fancy South Park Mall and the red ring around your face. <laughs> so it's just kind of, it's just part of it. But that it, until it's much, much lighter, I don't see it being any different. Yeah, the comfort's interesting. I think this is the most divisive, like, Apple product or product launch because... It's really just going to depend depend on your eyes. It's going to depend on your environment. It's going to depend on your light seal. A lot of people talk about going back to the store and getting a different light seal, getting a thinner light seal so that they get more of the field of view in there. So it might take a lot of tweaking. Because to me, right, so my first experience was with your Apple Vision Pro. And something was wrong from the get-go doing guest mode. I could not get past the six dots. Like, I was looking at one dot, and I could tell... And the side of my vision that a different dot was highlighted. And so we tried taking on and off again and actually holding down the crown so that it would try to do, I know, the IPD adjustment. And that seemed to work better, but still like a little bit off. And so I was using your device and I was getting very frustrated. I felt like I was maybe 50 or 60% kind of accurate with the tapping and looking at things. Now, I went to the store. I did in the store. The store has amazing lighting, right? I mean, I don't think you can get much better like lighting than the store. And it was much better. I felt more comfortable. It felt a little bit clearer. And But the tapping was up to, I'd say, about 80%. It wasn't great. There were still lots of issues around. I wasn't sure if when I was going to tap my fingers, if it was going to tap what I wanted it to. It reminded me almost a little bit of my showing my grandma how to use a mouse for the first time, a computer mouse, and just... She would look at the mouse and she's used to using like a typewriter or whatever. And so she is like very physical, mechanical, like action to actuate it. Right. And it's like, no, this is electronic. You don't have to like use force to make it work kind of thing. And so every time she clicked the mouse, she move it ever so slightly so much, but, but enough that it was, she wouldn't hit her target. And so it was very frustrating to her. And I felt the same way, but inside the vision pro, I don't know if that's going to go away or something, but I felt like every time I was about to like tap on something, it would like move over, especially when I was trying to close an app, it would move from the close button to the bar to move it around. And it's just like, oh man, so frustrating, right? There's no feedback. Like maybe if they had some ring or some little button for you to hold to get, like if it like vibrated when I was like over an item or it changed or something, I have more confidence in like clicking it and knowing like, okay, I'm going to make that right click. But where it stands today, that was very frustrating. The other part in the demo that was frustrating is like you do not want windows overlapping at all or windows behind another window or even just windows that are on a different z-axis from the rest of the windows so the last part of the demo they had me drag a photo from the photos app to keynote making like a keynote slide right and i i did it three times and was not able to because what would happen is i would hover over keynote with the photo in my hands and it said drop it i would drop it and it would create a new window that was like a files app window with the photo behind the keynote window and so what i found out is i had to go very slow so i had to go back to photos i grabbed it and i was 
pulling it forward and back away from me or closer to me or further from me until I saw the green plus ad that I knew that, okay, I'm within the keynote window. So it's just like a whole nother level of frustration. If you find like when doing frustrating on a computer, it's like, it's a whole nother degree of freedom. It's a whole nother access that you have to make sure you're, you're on the right Z access point. <laughs> so well, not only that, one thing, one thing I, I find that it's about probably a 90% hit rate with, with tapping your fingers, mm-hmm. no matter when you use it and how well it's set up. It yeah. works most of the time, but when it doesn't, it's really frustrating mm-hmm. and you really have to look at what you want to tap. Yeah. You can't look to the side. I think that could be solved in software later on mm-hmm. to give you kind of how they did with the keyboard where it's sort of generally where you're tapping and what you want. Yeah. But you really have to be very, very focused at what you want to look at. And then they definitely need some sort of mission control to manage windows or yes. something. It's it's when you've got a bunch of them, I'll typically only have a couple because when you start to get a bunch, they're they're a little bit of a pain to manage. Now, one thing I will say that's pretty amazing is they stay locked to your environment wherever you are mm. until you reboot the device. Hmm. So, for example, I was in I was down in my living room and I was FaceTiming my wife. I put the FaceTime call over to the side. Well, before that, I was sitting in a chair and I had Windows in front of me with Safari and a couple other things. When I stood up and walked to the other side of the room and looked back, those windows were still where I left them over the chair, just <laughs> reversed from what I could see. Oh, weird. <laughs> then I came upstairs and I'd been recording a video about it. And when I was recording the Vision OS 1.1 beta video, I had left notes in that in Vision Pro to my left and I came back upstairs. They were still there. <laughs> so Wild. right where we're at right now, they're right here to the, my left and right now, but the the window is there. I'd go back and they'll stay wherever you put them. But if you reboot, they, they reset. Like if you swap batteries. Yeah. So they just kind of stay put. So that's kind of neat. It's a weird platform because this is like what the first time on an iOS based platform where you can put a window wherever you want, which right. is very much like a Macism. And like another one is like, I guess there's a window that pops up when you have too many open, right? And so you have to, you have to quit something and it looks very much like the Mac force quit right. window. So it makes me feel like they, they kind of make this a little bit more Mac-like, which is, that would make me happy. Like, I wish this was an I'm, or a Mac just in VR instead of an iPad button VR. <laughs> right. And it, it definitely has a little ways to go. And maybe we should talk about a couple negative things. So I've used it for a full week at this point, every single day. And for 3D movies, it's great. Mm-hmm. For productivity, it's okay, but my Mac screen is better. Yeah. So if you have a studio display or a pro display XDR or maybe a, a retina MacBook, it just looks better. So the screens are crisp while you're wearing the headset, but also there's eye fatigue that goes along with that, which it seems like it does use PWM for brightness, which bothers my eyes. So you get eye fatigue after a while, and that's pretty much any VR when you've got screens like that too. Yeah. Even though they may not use that. Also, sometimes it's it's just it can be frustrating with that interface going back and forth and trying to work in it. There's definitely some things they need to work out, but I think as far as a regular use case for me, I'd rather use the Mac, use that for sort of a consumption entertainment device. If I'm by myself, Mm -hmm. if my family's around, then I'd rather watch a movie on the couch with my family. It just depends on the scenario. And one thing I've tried is my kids have all tried it. Wife hasn't tried it yet. She doesn't have any interest. <laughs> that's so bizarre to me. Like I have a friend that's like deep or no, in the she, tech I take world. that back. She did try it, but doesn't yeah. care to try it again. Huh, okay. The she did try it, and that's where I said earlier she was swiping between windows and things, and we discovered that. Yeah. However, my kids that use the MetaQuest three all the time to play Beat Saber and other games tried it once and haven't asked to try it again. That's weird. They don't have any interest in it whatsoever. In fact, my daughter said it's lame and boring. Wow. And she's 21 and she gets all the latest tech. She works at a tech college. She likes technology. Yeah. She just doesn't see any use for it. And so I think that's my biggest thing is I'm looking for different people like yourself. That's used it, that you mm-hmm. said, this feels like a dev kit. I've seen that yes. posted yeah. elsewhere also. And it feels like a very early product to me. Yeah. And it's very much for the developer and enthusiast and in, in not mainstream at this point, I think. Yeah. Also given sense. its price. Yes. I mean, the price just puts it on a different level. Uh, 
for me, I tried yours out and yeah, I, I only did like the 3D movies. I didn't do any immersive videos. And my experience with yours, the best part was the Fruit Ninja, actually. And I was ex- wasn't expecting that. There was just something silly or goofy about it. And like at one point, you're not just slicing, you use your whole hand and you have to like slice the ghost watermelon in front of you. And it's just like, this is so silly. Like, what am I doing? But it's kind of fun. Another part, you have your your palm open and you're sliding like a ninja stars off your hand. So you're you like a two-handed gesture. And it's actually pretty accurate, I found. And it was like surprised. I thought it was going to be way all over the place given like the hand tracking feeling so off. But it was actually pretty good. And it was weird. It was like nice, like kind of AR, kind of AR kit like experience. But Apple didn't highlight that in any of their videos. But it was it was a lot of fun. That was That was the best part of my first experience with it. Oh, and, and the Fruit Ninja thing, I tried it too after you'd left that day. Yeah. And there's like, there's little plants on the floor. It knows yes. where the floor is and right. it puts things on the floor. And so it is one of the better AR experiences. And I don't know why. I wish there was more of that. Yes. And I'm sure they could bring some over from the iPad. We just haven't seen a whole lot of that yet. Yeah. The only thing I've heard with that with developers is that there's something about with AR kit, like tracking for third-party apps that is really slow, like slower than your phone like your phone might be you know 60 frames per second tracking but like for whatever reason in the vision pro it's doing so many things it's a hard time doing tracking objects to physical anchors so it could just be i don't know a software thing or a hardware thing for v2 the MetaQuest does that pretty well so that surprises mm. me the MetaQuest yeah. 3 will lock onto pretty much everything pretty simply so yeah but I mean, that experience Maybe was pretty good. It could be a couple updates away or something. Yeah. So I used yours for like, I don't know, what was it like 30 minutes or something? And the oh, battery's just about dead. And I was ready to take it off, honestly. Like I was about as much as I could handle. And like later that night, I don't know if I maybe didn't sleep well the night before or something, but I wouldn't say like a full on headache, but I had just like a little bit. And it made me think like, was it this? Because I've definitely had headaches, like VR induced headaches from the MetaQuest oh, if I'm moving that. around too much. So I found with the meta question, I have to like just kind of stay like oh, looking man. straight in one direction. So, <laughs> okay, there it is. So with the, yeah. So with the, with the meta quest, I find myself, I can only use it for about 20, 30 minutes and I should be looking in the same like about 90 degree sweep uh, window. I should not do a 180 turn around. If I start a 360 video, just don't swivel my chair because that'll just give me too much mo- motion sickness. And I'm not somebody that gets motion sickness too much. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, once again, like VR in general, right, is very much, it depends on your eyes, it depends on your inner ear, how motion sick you're going to get. The Vision Pro did a great job in general, I think. And I think at the store, I had a better experience because I even noticed doing the dinosaur experience on yours with whatever, like, miscalibration we had set up, I was good, like half inch off my finger. So I did not get the effect of, I feel like a butterfly landed on my finger, but at the Apple store, it was much more on my finger. But it was a little bit jittery. It didn't, and so I didn't really get the, I got a little bit of a feeling of, okay, something on my finger, but not quite because it was still a little bit jittery. I've um, seen that in a few videos where it was a little bit up. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, is typically I'll use it for a couple hours. I've had a headache every day since using it. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was the first day I didn't use it. It gives me a headache probably because the screens are flashing. Yeah. I can't see Oh, that. yeah. With the, yeah, it doesn't even have to do with like the motion or anything. Yeah, motion is fine. I didn't get motion sick. I have been motion sick playing one game in Oculus Rift years ago mm-hmm. where it was a, it was a plane game and it was just a lot of motion. Yeah. And that, that made me feel nauseous. But other than that, I haven't had any motion sickness with, with it. And the pass through is okay. It's not what I was, ex- it, the, the neat thing is when you take it off your face, the perspective doesn't change. Mm, yeah. So everything looks the same as far as where it is. There's no weird lens thing going on where it changes because you're in a headset. <clears throat> They've done an amazing job with that. But the problem for me is it doesn't look as good as the real world. It's yeah. about 50% that. So yeah. everything's muted or just not as colorful or bright. So Right. And also grainy. And grainy. Yeah. yeah. Depending on how bright it is and how dark. And, you know, if yeah. you walk into a dark room, it's very grainy. And I think it does a good job, and that's just limitations of cameras at this point. Yes, exactly. But the weirdest thing, though, you put on the Apple Vision Pro, and the first thing after calibration or whatever is you just see pass through, and you hold up your hands, and you're looking at your hands, and you're like, these are my hands. These are my hands. These these are my rendered hands. They're like pass-through video hands. But it's like, but your perspective is like, I'm looking at my hands through ski goggles, right? right. But a little bit grainy. It's like, but you know, it's not. 
a, a lens, it's a camera. Right. And a display. But it's just a really weird kind of uncanny valley kind of feeling. And then you see everything else. And so the first time I was talking to you and it's like from like in the, across the room, a slightly dim room. And you're very grainy. Like I cannot make eye contact with you. I cannot make out your face. But when I was in the Apple store, it was much better. So I think just like most cameras, you need lots of light. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get that grain. So If you're in a home and it's not well lit or it's just a few different indoor lights, it's not going to look as good as what you see on TV or on, on Apple.com. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. It looks good, but it's not. It, in certain situations, I thought the MetaQuest looked the same, where some mm, people think that it doesn't. It just depends on the lighting, I think. Yeah, I haven't really tried the, mm-hmm. the Quest 3, but on the Quest 2, mm-hmm. um, with kind of the black and white pass-through, it's like the pass-through on the, the Quest 2 is a, okay, this is kind of an old-timey television that's black and white and a little like kind of fuzzy or something, and then the uh, pass-through on Apple Vision Pro is like, okay, this is color, and it's like somewhere in between 720p and like 1080p or something like that. <laughs> right, and so it's it's, I mean, it'll get there eventually, or mm-hmm. if it'll just be glasses. Yeah. Then you'll just see whatever. So the weird thing, you put it on, right? And then you see your hands. Like, you get that over that experience. And then you're like, okay, I'm ready to start something. But all you see is the pass-through video. It's just it's just like being in your own room. Right. And like, oh, yeah, I remember I have to bring this up somehow. I imagine I'll probably be using Siri a lot because it's really annoying to have to raise your hand up to the top of the Vision Pro and you click it. And so you do that gesture once and you, you see the apps, right? You get into app or whatever. You're done with the app. Well, getting out of an app is weird, right? Because the target for the close button is really small and then sometimes it's there then it isn't there or something there's got to be some weird bug because if i was in fruit ninja this happened i guess if it's like an immersive app like fruit ninja it takes over your entire view and it had that bar and the close button i clicked the close button and then the close button just disappeared <laughs> i was like wait how do i get out of this like okay i get i go to the the crown i click it but i click it and i expect to get to my apps but that's not what happens it goes to the pass-through video just all pass through video. And that was frustrating me. It felt like the watch where it's like you click the home button and it depends on where you're at, where it's going to take you versus right. on the phone, you click the home button and like you're going home. Right. Like maybe you have to click it one more time to slide over the apps or whatever. But this is very much in the vein of the Apple vision pro is like the Apple watch and the Apple TV and that they're trying to bring you to an experience when you're hitting home sometimes it toggles it back and forth, which is weird to me versus right. the phone makes more sense than that. I hit home. Maybe I click it a couple times or whatever, but it brings me home. It's not going to toggle me out of that final home state. If I, w- I wish there was a toggle because it is a toggle on the Apple TV or you can have it where does home take you to the TV app or does it take you to the home screen? So I don't know if there's anything like that on the Apple vision pro or what your thoughts are on that. But to me, I just want the, I want to get to the apps when I click. I don't want to have to get out of an app by clicking reaching up and clicking and then my hand goes down and then I have to go back up because I forget, okay, I have to tap it one more time to get to my apps. Yeah, that's a little confusing. I think for me, if it was up to me, I would make the the home button always go home and I would have a gesture to bring up the apps because I Hmm. find it annoying that I have to constantly click that. So instead of that, maybe draw a circle in the air or something along those lines or, or pinch all of your fingers together, something to open that. And the control center is also a little frustrating where you have to you have to look up and sort of glance up at the same time. <laughs> then an arrow shows up. Then you can tap on it. Right. So there's a couple of weird things that I'm sure will be refined in the future. They, they must be just because using the apps, going to your apps is pretty annoying unless you're using Siri or there's just got to be a better way. I think there's no reason there couldn't be a gesture for it. I just think it's early days and they're trying to figure it out still. Right. Yeah. The control center is weird. I, I call it um, wishing on a star. You just kind of have to look up and out there and then you see a little <laughs> tiny dot and then you try to like intently focus and tap towards it. And then it makes it a little bit bigger and tap again, and you pull it open and everything else. And uh, it's a very, very odd experience, but you can, you can finally get to control center that way. Um, so I did control center and I got to your, your Mac to do the Mac virtual display. And so it was a desktop Mac that I was using your studio. And I was really disappointed by the Mac virtual display. At least the one time that I used it, it opens up. And so I can see all my apps or see the, the Mac desktop screen. And I go to open Safari and I'm looking at the text. I'm like, this is, this is blurry. This is very blurry. Um, I don't, I don't know about this. And then I scroll and then it, it gets even worse because it does not feel 
even 60 hertz. It feels like maybe like 50 hertz or something lower than that. Yeah, I think it's 30, 60, 90. I mean, okay. what it's doing. But. Yeah, because that's a big thing to me is like, okay, scrolling just like on this device, like across the board, right? It's really bad. This is like you get the worst of everything scrolling on a Mac virtual display on this thing because the display is so low, such a low refresh rate. And that's something that I feel like I'm fairly sensitive to and that I really appreciate the, the ProMotion on the phone and on the MacBook. But I, you know, 60 hertz, that's fine. Like use computers like that for a long time, but this feels slower than that. And like, I can't do any reading while scrolling, even like a little bit. I can do a little bit on my Mac. I can do, or if it's a ProMotion screen, I can read while scrolling, which is huge for, I don't know, just read an article or, you know, read a book, reading your and social the, media feed or whatever the, it is. The motion blur is definitely noticeable. Yeah. And the foveated rendering. Yes, that too. Uh, that's <laughs> um, another big part but, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I have something stuck in my throat. Okay. Yeah, that's another big part of the Apple Vision Pro that's hard to get a- across until you experience it. But you put on the headset, you see your hands, you see the pass through and everything else, and then you bring up apps and then you bring up more than one app. And it's very overwhelming in a way because you're getting all this information in your face and you're processing this and maybe it goes away and you get used to that after a while. But it's like your mind goes into hyperdrive trying to perceive all of this stuff. And so that, for me at least, makes me perceive like I need to move faster and I can do all these things, but you can't. You actually have to, for the interactions, you got to slow down. You got to slow way down. Like, oh, I want to select from this list of items. Like, you know, normally on Mac, I'm tapping something, I'm scanning the rest of the the menu items or whatever, kind of doing two things at once. I'm always scanning. I'm like, like, I'm kind of all over the place. You cannot do that on this device. So take a deep breath. You're perceiving a lot. It's taking a lot of the, all at once. But you have to slow down, just take it, like, just slow down, you know, two, three times as much as you think you should to be able to interact with that. And that's why I think like, you know, productivity wise, there's so many challenges here uh, with that one probably being the top. And the thing after that, at least to me, is I can't really use an iPad for productivity because I want to do a bunch of things. I'm going to use Alfred to replace Spotlight. I want to do my own window management, whatever it is. So you have a lot of those limitations. Uh, but on top of that, it's like, I liken it to using an Apple TV remote, like trying to be productive with that. It's like the Apple TV remote, I use it just enough to be able to launch a video. And even for that's annoying, right? It's like I'm watching a video at home and there's a scene that I know it's coming up and that really my youngest shouldn't watch. And I'm trying to use the Apple TV remote to skip it. But invariably we're watching like Jurassic Park and it's like biting the guy's head and it's paused on that scene instead of skipping ahead. I'm just getting really frustrated at the Apple TV <laughs> remote, right? It's like, Similar thing here. I get that's a good analogy. It's something it there. It's much more of you have to be a fo- you have to focus. Yes, you can do one task well at that moment. Right, you, you can't really multitask with it in the sense that you could with a Mac, where you're quick window switching. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at the different window, tap, go into that, look, and go back. But it's still. I don't know if it's that we need to get used to it. The hardware needs to get better. I'm not really sure. Just where. I've I've had a video playing in the background while editing on the Mac while having messages open and but when a message comes in you've got to look be direct at the text box tap it with your fingers or use the track then type you have to be very intentional with whatever you're doing right and so I don't it's okay but I don't think it's I think it'll improve but at this point it's just it's to me it's not a productivity device at this point it's more of a consumption device Right. I feel like if you are like productive on an iPad, you could maybe figure out how to be productive here, but you have to slow down. Right. In the future, I'd love to see like, I could see if you're like an Uber keyboard user, Mm -hmm. like use the keyboard for everything or something. And if you could select everything using a keyboard, that would be really interesting. But then you're, you fall back to this is an iOS based device. This is not Mac OS based. There's no hooks for these things to be able for developers to be able to write an app like on the Mac. There's this app called Shortcut where you can navigate your entire Mac with a keyboard. And it's really cool that a third-party developer can do this and use the accessibility APIs. Like, I don't foresee Apple doing anything like that on the Vision Pro. So that lets me down a little bit. Yeah, there's so much going on with that. It's The other thing I think maybe, in my eyes at least, in using VR for about 20, 30 minutes at a time is my eyes start to get dry. So I wear contacts. Mm-hmm. And so the the view is sharp and everything, but... There's not a lot of air that gets in, even though the light seal, I think, like is breathable, right? And the doesn't really seal off my nose. Does it seal off your nose all the way? 
it does on mine, yeah. Okay, mine well, lets it deepen the little, light in. You've got a little, I don't know if you've noticed this, but on the bottom of the light seal, mm-hmm. it's just cloth. Okay. And so it kind of just drapes over your nose. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it seals it, but that's got to be in the right spot. Yeah. So it lets a little bit, so that lets a little bit of air in, but I feel like <laughs> if you're going to spend $3,500 on this and you're wearing contacts, maybe like consider spending that money on like LASIK or something, I guess. <laughs> and I wonder if that's going to like pay off the future for you more than using the first gen version of the, the Vision Pro. I don't know. I'm curious to see if that makes a difference, but there's so many little things that I think make a difference to people based on their eyes and based on, I don't know, their neck strength, based on how motion sickness affects them. That is going to affect their experience with the Apple Vision Pro. But with the Apple Vision Pro, I think I'll use it more and more and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. I did pick up the developer strap, so we'll see if we can do anything with that. I would love to see it stream faster so I can screen record a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a mode where it locks you where where your head doesn't move so you can demo it to people because recording it's a very small use case but me recording a video about what's new people were saying it's very shaky and it is you don't realize how much you move your head and when you're when you're recording that i would love to have a way to lock that so that it doesn't look that way until you look at an app and select it then maybe have that built in some way to better show that just because it's really shaky Right, because you're in there and you don't perceive that at all because your eyes and your neck work together with your brain to figure out, okay, this is a smooth, you know, view. But when you're viewing somebody else's view of that, it's like, oh, it can almost give you motion sickness with all the shakiness, right? So I've had people say they couldn't watch my video because of how shaky it is. And that makes sense. There's no way to turn it off. Right. So I'm looking at ways around that. But so far, it's a little tricky to show. I guess, can you like use the built-in like... uh shaking like anti-shaking stuff in final cut pro or is that not i tried that but what it does is it makes everything look like it wobbles oh so it kind of does this effect where the perspective changes in a while where it wobbles yeah so it doesn't really work so i've tried i'm looking at different ways to do that better but right now there isn't a way that i found so far okay but it'll take you time to figure out what it is vision os 1.1 is better than even the the regular one that they released to the public. So it improves things. Personas improves usability, makes things a little bit better so far. So I think it's going to improve rapidly. It's just a matter of, it's still very early. Right. Yeah. And we haven't even touched on personas at all. No. And that's, they're creepy to me, but that's (laughs) especially the eyes, but it did improve it. It made me Mm -hmm. less cone headed and more natural looking. It's still better. Oh yeah. From what I've seen from different people, the the 1.1 beta made a huge improvement, especially for some folks. And also, Making sure you have tons of light when you're recording your persona seems to yes. help a lot. And too. they show it set on a shelf, not holding it in the photo. Oh. So I tried that and that's how I made it. And it was much better. Interesting. So I just set it on a mantle over a fireplace and then at eye level and recorded it. And it was much better. That's another demo experience I wish they had in the store was not only just using a persona, but capturing. Cause it seems like that's a whole experience. Cause it's, it's like tricky too. There's lots of like stuff going on in the outer display and, uh, you know, it's the, it's talking you through it and like digging through the files in there. They actually have like recorded all of Siri's voices in English for the walkthrough on there, which is bizarre that they would record that at a time. It seems like that take, would take up, you know, way right. more space than it would need to. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a whole thing recording that person. Well, and it will tell you too. I haven't showed this in any videos, but it'll tell you tilt your head down slightly. Turn it to the left slightly so that you're perfectly where it can scan your face. Mm. Then it will say, slowly turn your head to the right. So after you're centered, then it does it. So it's much easier to center yourself if it's on a shelf or something closer to eye level. Right, because there's no feedback. You can't see yourself in a feed, right? A little bit. video feed. It's very, it's it's hard to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to see that display anyways, right? Right. Like, we even talk about eyesight either. Like, yeah, uh, I haven't really seen that effect. It's creepy. My wife says, look away. Look away. Yes, she's like, don't don't look at me with that. That's terrible. I've I've seen a few people say they like it, but I personally I think it's goofy and should go away. Yeah, That's I wonder. Just my take. I wonder, yeah, how long it is for this world, or is something they're going to keep around? I just some like, people think it's incredible, but I just think it's weird. So I don't. know. To me, it seems like they already have weight issues. They already have battery life issues. They already have, like seem to be like pegging this thing to the max, like computational wise, to like in order to. 3D render your eyes for the six kernels screen seems like 
Uh, yeah, I think there's ways that, and I'm not an engineer, but I think there's ways you could cut weight by getting rid of that screen, replacing mm-hmm. it with a little line or something like that. Also, there's a motor that moves the inside lenses to mm-hmm. measure pupillary distance. Maybe I don't know if a manual one would be less weight. I'm not sure with the mechanism, yeah. but it seems like it's extra weight and cost for a little motor. Yeah. And it is a wee bit of experience in the, the Quest, though. Because with the Quest, it's just like you get like what, three or four settings that it clicks right. into space. The Quest the 3 is better, where it's got a scroll wheel. Oh, okay, it's got a scroll so, wheel. Okay. But, but I that could be the exact same weight. I don't know. Right, yeah. So it's hard to say. It's just amazing they spent so much time with these motors in there for adjusting to your eye. And then, like, the guest experience wasn't that great for setup. And then there's no, like, multi-user right mode for that's one of my biggest i've had people ask me where i did the zeiss lenses i did a video on that i didn't see any others so i got those because i have glasses for up close but i can see fine at distance Mm -hmm. the lenses work great they're what you would expect the problem is is if you want someone to use that as a guest mode you have to take those lenses out Mm -hmm. hand the device to someone else then they reset it up for themselves and then they set up their eyes and everything else there's no profiles that it remembers. And also, if each person wears glasses or the prescription changes, you don't have room for glasses in there. With a Quest, you do. Mm-hmm. With that, you don't. And you have to buy $150 lenses every time. They very much want this to be a personal device, which I don't know that that's necessarily the... I don't think every person in your house is going to spend $3,500 on it. So, <laughs> right. Unless I mean, you're extremely wealthy. And- their incentives are to sell you one per person in your house, right? Right, but and that's, that's just really not a, crazy at that price. May, even at five hundred, I don't know that they'd sell that many. You know, you mm-hmm. still, if you have a family of four, that's still a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have like multiple iPads in our house, but they're very much like family device. Like right. it's not really like set up you for can just, just hand one, one person. to someone else. And- yeah, exactly. Which I appreciate they have at least some sort of guest mode because the iPad doesn't really have a guest mode. Right. But I got to imagine that they got to do at least like enterprise or classroom user kind of setup like they have on the iPad. Because like I, I think I could see a killer use case for this is training, right? And some sort sure. of enterprise like you got to navigate around this I think engine. I saw a hospital ordered a bunch. To oh, yeah, do that's that, right. So. And did like surgery with it. it was right. Wild. Which is great. It's just a. A, that's the right place because of its cost. So right. every time you put that on as a guest, you have to set up all of your hand tracking and eye tracking again every time. Mm-hmm. So it's not remembered. So that's something I they definitely need profiles. Yes. So the last question I want to mm-hmm. ask you is, what do you think this device is most like? Is it like the Newton? Is it like, I don't know, the phone? Is it like the watch? Is it like the HomePod? Um, how, how do you compare this? as to whether or not you think i'm i think it'll be a success or failure or just um, where you yeah i guess that's a good question i guess like public mm-hmm. reception yeah let's if say it stays like, in future. its current form i don't think it'll be a long-term device if Interesting. it's i think it will i see where they want to go with it i think it's glasses mm-hmm. and i think if it's glasses it would be it'd be incredible to just wear glasses with my own prescription or without and have things augmented whether that's turn by turn directions like google glass used to do yeah or or just what it can do now, but the hardware is just not there. So I think in its current form, it's probably more like the Newton, but I think so. it's probably somewhere between the watch and HomePod, where mm. the watch took a few generations to get to where it's kind of better to use, and you know it really fell into its own category. At first, the watch was kind of questionable as to what is it. Is it a health fitness device? Is it mm. a notification device? We didn't really know, and it took a little while. And then they really pushed with fitness. I think it'll do the, that's their plan. I think it's probably a couple generations. We'll see where they're, but at $3,500, I'm surprised, you know, after the, the initial tech reviews are out, which they pretty much are at this point and everything, I, I can't imagine sales are going to be super strong for a while. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. And you get this first uh, wave of people and then at least, you know, speaking of content, right. I think it's the most compelling piece that we wait for that to catch up. Right. Then we got to, capture a lot more of this immersive video content to see that play out and make it more of a compelling device. There needs to be more applications, more games. Right. I think they could really push when it's a little less expensive. Right. I think they could push for games. There's some great ones on MetaQuest that I've played. Beat Saber for one, but Facebook owns most of those, I think, most right. of those studios. But but there's a lot of great examples on that device, but it took a while for them to get there too. Also, right. one thing I, I didn't mention is with the Oculus Rift and the MetaQuest or whatever, you can plug them into your PC 
and mm-hmm. use those in VR games, whether that's, you know, and people have made different versions of games that aren't typically VR. So you have Half-Life Alex, things like that, where there's incredible experiences there and it's really lacking so far on, on Vision Pro. It definitely could get there. It's just not there yet. Yeah, I think, what was it? The Assassin's Creed game, right? The publisher said they're not going to make any more VR games because the sales were just so disappointing. I've heard that that's one of the best right. VR and that's games. Right, and that's on a three to $500 headset. Right. So I can't imagine, and I've wanted to try that one. I haven't tried it yet, but the it's just not something that I think, I find at least in my house, my kids will pick that up a few times a week and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's, and they've got free reign of it whenever they want, they can pick up the Oculus and that doesn't even have an eye set up. You just set the pupillary distance mm. and you're done. Yeah. So it's hard for me to see this going anywhere long-term. I know people are gung ho about it, but just knowing from having those for many, many years and yes, this is the best version. It's, content's definitely not there it's going to take a while but i can't imagine someone wanting to go to work and put this on all day yeah i can't yeah that was weird when they demoed that and showing like yeah some people at apple just use it all the time and apparently like there's a version of it internal to apple where they can actually have two screens two mac virtual displays up which would be a little bit more interesting but still to me i'd rather look at a physical screen yeah i'd personally rather have people in my environment with me Mm -hmm. we can interact see what's going on and 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 also there's long-term questions of is a flashing display that close to your eyes a mm. problem over yeah. time we don't really know right yeah I, to me i just it's too much investment i feel like from apple for it to not go anywhere or something and i also see like i think this is a separate device from the glasses eventually it's not like the the vr aspect is going to be thrown out once the glasses are here so i can see selling like apple selling you a ar glasses and vr glasses or headset separately because like the immersive content, I, I imagine just isn't going to be a great experience with glasses. Right. Yeah. I think I, if that's the end goal anyway, but they've put a ton of money into it. I think I heard Walt Mossberg on a podcast talk about it where he says they've got enough money behind it. If it fails, it will be four to five years. Hmm. Yeah. Because they're going to try it. There's going to be a couple generations at least. Right. He said, if it fails, it's still going to be a while because they're going to it's going to take a while to get there and see if it's worth it. Right. So we'll see. I But I know some people love it. I will never wear it in public personally. <laughs> I know some people love it and that's fine if, if you do enjoy it. And the thing is, I just don't see this as a mainstream thing ever. Yeah. Not, not VR anyway, not in its current form. Yeah. These guys I see is like, if you travel a lot and if you're okay with all the limitations of the Mac virtual display on a plane, you want to use that way. Yeah. Yeah. For watching. A right. Movie that's going to be something. way better than yeah. any other sort of experience on a plane with watching a video. Right. So, yeah, I think that's key. Like, okay. Yeah. Maybe consider it if you travel because, like, you're the only one, especially if you travel by yourself, right? You're not right. sharing a screen or anything. But outside of that, yeah, it's like very new, very few apps relative. Or some developers, like, in the first couple of days of the App Store didn't have a single download, right? Right. It's like, what's the market like? It's kind of like an Apple TV app marketplace where okay if you're a big streamer if you have video content yeah it makes a lot of sense but outside of that right. i don't know yeah I, and it's early days like we said so i'm trying not to be too overly negative about it i just from the, from the people in my own scenario i've asked my brother who works in tech he tried it once and said yeah i don't ever need to use that again <laughs> you know so that's and he's all gung-ho about all new tech so yeah that was surprising to me. And also where he works, someone brought one in, looked it around, people showed it around, they thought it was neat, and they, they're they not that interested. Yeah. They thought it was a neat demo. Right, exactly. Which I'm wondering if a lot of people buy one like the Meta Quest and it ends up in a drawer. It's like that wow experience, that moment. And then, oh, wait, if I use this like more than once a week, I get a headache. Or right. I think it'll be better in that regard. But still, like I think... You know, it's the use case. Like, what does it come down to the use case? So I recommend people try it. They go to the store. It doesn't seem like there's much of a line or a wait. Like, you right. don't need to reserve if you, online. If you're in the United States, go try it out. Yes. If you're in the United States, go try it out and make sure you try the immersive videos and the spatial videos too. But I think that's the far and away the best demo of this device is these 180 degree immersive videos. For sure. You feel like the most present of any experience there and then also one other thing before we wrap this up there was some new renders of the next iphone the iphone 16 Mm -hmm. with a different camera 
Right. And this sort of goes along, I think, with Vision Pro in that they've made them aligned one on top of the other, probably so you can capture spatial videos. Right. Which, to give you a, a idea of what it looks like, the camera module looks sort of like an iPhone 10, 10s, mm-hmm. but with two cameras instead of just a flash and a camera. So it's sort of the same thing, but on the back of the current design. Right, because currently it's kind of a diagonal arrangement, and that wouldn't work for capturing the spatial video because it's got to be horizontal. They even show you in the preview and the camera app that here's a line, here's a horizontal line to the horizon. Like, right. keep it steady, keep it like this, because otherwise you're going to feel sick watching this thing. <laughs> yeah, and you want to, when you do record spatial videos, you pretty much want to keep it still. Mm. Otherwise, it's just too much motion. You can move, but I think the best case scenario is set it on a tripod and go about your day. <laughs> right. <think. laughs> it's too much motion and it can make you feel nauseous or what. I think that's the biggest thing with the design change. And I, I saw that coming anyway. I figured if they're going to push spatial video, you need those cameras vertically aligned. So right. when you turn it sideways, they're in alignment. And then you've got a wide and ultra wide or whatever they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Capture depth with one, maybe LiDAR with the Pro. I'm not sure. Maybe they'll all have LiDAR because of that. Yeah, I don't know. I think they also had a render of SE, but that rumor seemed a little shakier to me because they showed that it had the dynamic island. That just seems surprising to me because... The current SE has a home button, and that would be a right. big jump from that to a phone with the dynamic island. It's hard to say. I mean, I do think it'll look like, many people say it looks like the iPhone 14 with a single mm. camera okay, instead of multiple cameras. So yeah. it makes sense that it's that, whether or not it's dynamic island or not, which is hard to say. Yeah, the single camera makes more I sense. I think for development-wise, it'd be easier if just everything was dynamic island. That's everything's true. Everything's consistent. Yes. So you never know. Hopefully they... They do that with the next version of iOS or whatever. They're going to bring mm-hmm. more consistency across everything. But I think there's so far the iPhone 16 looks unremarkably exciting or unremarkably <laughs> unexciting. Right. Uh, it's it's basically an extra button. Yeah. And probably an upgrade to the cameras and of course new processor. Yeah. So. To be expected with kind of where we're at in the cycle and then also yeah. with all the attention on the Vision Pro. So right. here we are. Yep. And right before this video, there's a sketchy rumor or right before this podcast, I should say, is there was a sketchy rumor that iOS 18 will look like Vision Pro. And I've long suspected that. Mm, But that that actually just showed up. But I think it would make sense that everything's consistent. And, you know, whether or not it's round icons or not, but I wouldn't be be surprised it was all the glossy or glass look Mm -hmm. that Vision Pro has with depth and everything else. I would rather see it more look like the Mac, but... At least if they could right. get everything on the same page, that would be something because currently you can definitely All the tell. icons are different. All yes. the everything's Way more shadows on the Mac apps. Right. But, and more gloss and glassiness to the Vision Pro ones. Right. So we'll see. So I think that's probably, you know, we'll, we'll see in June. But at this point, that's maybe that's where they're going. It makes sense to make everything consistent, at least in some way. Right. So one of the things that Apple's great about is consistency in yep. general compared to other companies. <laughs> so I... I I think that's it. Well, I'll continue to use the Vision Pro, see what it's like over the next well, couple of weeks, months, years, see what it's like, and hopefully it improves, and then iPhone's not that long away. Yeah. iOS yeah. and iPhone. I want to definitely, next time, ask you, check in and see, like, you know, where's the comfort level at? Where's the headache situation at? Oh, yeah. Where do you, what new use case or existing use cases are you finding yourself using the most? So I'm really curious. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Break time is over. <laughs> oh, it's now recording. Oh wow! Okay, time kind of flew by. <laughs>